When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A manhunt is underway in Pennsylvania as an escaped murderer and skilled outdoorsman is on the run. A U.S. Army interpreter is shot and killed in Washington, D.C. while using Lyft as a side hustle. And 26 vehicles are towed in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, as a huge police sting cracks down on street racers terrorizing the city. These stories and more coming at you today, Wednesday, July 12th. On Real Life, Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. What's up? Full of energy today, What's boys. Up, fellas, we're making right. the magic happen for all you listeners. Is that a new hat? Well, I don't think I've seen it. that hat. <laughs> no, that's a, it's, that one. It's probably been in the truck for a while. He's I got a nice blue one today. The dash, uh, uh, like cop lights or something. He, he's sporting the colors. You know, it's crazy. Got... Is I don't have a hat. You know what? Nuts It'd to me. Be, I'm going to get my CEO of the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll send her an email. Get her on the merch, man. Get her on the merch. Yeah, I've been, she's, I'm, she's I want my business merch. I, I, I put she's some. She's in uh, charge of all that, and uh, I'm sure she'll handle her business. There you go. Okay. I'm gonna send <laughs> Excellent. Her some, I'm going to send her some ideas. You got to get shirts, I've been, too. I've she's been talking a, to. She does shirts. We have the machine that. That well, makes all the stuff, and you can put any, well, anything. Taylor wants to do a line of clothing from prison. She's there got some go. some great ideas. We need you know? to do that. We need to do that. <laughs> so, all good for our joint venture. That's right. it. Let's get into some crime time. Lots of it out there. There sure is, and we're going to start off in Pennsylvania, guys. And the Pennsylvania State Police say they believe. Fugitive escapee Michael Burham is receiving assistance outside in a manhunt that began last Thursday night after he slipped out of the Warren County Jail and was believed to have run off into the forest along the border of Pennsylvania and New York. Burham, who is an Army veteran with survivalist and firearms training, was being held on kidnapping and related charges and is also suspected of the murder and rape in New York in an interstate crime spree that ended in his arrest in South Carolina after a previous manhunt in May. He made his way through the jail's gym to the rooftop Thursday night where he was able to climb down with a rope made from bed sheets. Sounds like something from back in Alcatraz times, right? right? Then he snuck off in a denim jacket and jail-issued orange striped jumpsuit and matching Crocs. Crocs. Woody, I knew you were going to yeah, say yeah. something when I said that. Drive, baby. That was around 11.20 p.m. that night. 
but he may have changed his clothes along the way, and more than 150 officers from state, local, and federal agencies are looking into reports of possible sightings in both states. We do believe that he is getting some assistance. This from Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens. We are prepared to prosecute anyone who does offer him assistance. Now, Birmingham should be considered armed and dangerous, and authorities believe he is still in the area or one of its surrounding areas. Police have been on his trail since early Friday and said late last week they had uncovered a series of possible campsites in the area and did not believe that he had traveled far. Police have also investigated several burglaries and break-ins in the surrounding area, including an incident in which a Western New York couple's dog was found dead and clothes were stolen from their home. Mm. But police have not found a direct association with any of the incidents and Burham's movements. The suspect has numerous relatives in the area, but police uh, declined to comment on whether his family was cooperating. Now, U.S. Marshals have joined the manhunt. I was about to say. Oh, yeah. boys, I've worked with them so many times. They're going to get that ass. That's right. And as is typical with the Marshals, they are announcing a reward of up to $9,500 for information leading to his capture. Now, what makes Burham unique is that he spent more than 11 years in the U.S. Army Reserve as a water treatment specialist and utilities equipment repairer from February of 2008 to December of 2020. He was never deployed and was a sergeant at the end of his service. But in May, he was suspected in a shocking crime spree that involved shooting to death a New York woman. He had been separately accused of raping and the abduction of a Pennsylvania couple. Yeah, bro, this dude just didn't stop, right? Yeah, they were later found in South Carolina. Jamestown police found Kayla Hodgen, and uh, she was shot dead in her home on May 11th that same day. He, were, he was recorded on his ex-girlfriend's ring doorbell trying to break into her house and lighting her car on fire. <laughs> so this guy is not giving, good. Right? Yeah, so Pennsylvania police uh, sent out a missing person report uh, when the couple I just told you about went missing. And South Carolina Highway Patrol found those victims alive the following day in South Carolina. They told police they had been taken at gunpoint from their home and identified Burham as their alleged kidnapper. He was arrested on May 22nd after police tracked him to South Carolina where they found a note to his father in a stolen car. And get this. The note said, I'm not sorry for what I did. However, I do feel terrible about the children. Wow. Yeah. So this guy is basically a survivalist. Who is a you know a psycho for all intents and purposes? But they got kind of a Rambo situation going on right now right, in the right. pencil deep woods of Pennsylvania Rambo in a national in, forest. Yeah, had the National Guard come out after him. Yeah, you know? but this guy's it's like he, it's Bear Grylls. He's, yeah. ba- he's Bear Grylls out there yeah, against yeah. all these guys, and. Uh, uh, they ain't gonna find him at the Waffle House. Nah. I mean, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's right, for real. Right. You're absolutely right on that one. That's right. And this whole situation kind of reminds me of Rambo. And and look, like Colonel Trotman said, if they don't watch it, they're going to end up needing a big supply of body bags. And if you need that, you're going to need autopsies. And there is one located in Broussard, Louisiana, right outside of Lafayette, 
under this big American flag, American flag, you can't miss it. Right. Uh, that would be Louisiana Funeral Services and Crematory that you're talking about there, Jim. Yep. Our good friends are the only place in Louisiana that can facilitate an autopsy, embalming, cremation, and even a cremation for your pet all under the same roof. Um, there is only one privately owned facility that offers autopsy services in the state, and that is Parish Forensics. They've been serving Louisiana since 2007. Louisiana Funeral Services and Crematory, a full-service funeral home with two on-site crematories serving families with aftercare needs and fellow funeral homes with third-party embalming and cremation needs since 2015. And they've also got Louisiana Pet Crematory, which we have talked about, and they are our good friends and sponsors, and we love them. And y'all, this is uh, the last thing you want to think about, uh, but... There will be times, unfortunately, in life where we require the services of people like this. And when you need somebody, these are the people to go to. Hey, if I ever need it, I'm going on record right now. I, I want y'all to send me to Parish Forensics and Louisiana Funeral Services and Crematory. If you're a resident of Louisiana, call them today. Speak to someone about their services at 1-800-CREMATE. That's 1-800-273-6283 or 1-800-FUNERAL. That's 1-800-386-3725. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram for their latest memorial product offerings and more. That's Parish Forensics, Louisiana Funeral Home and Crematory, and Louisiana Pet Crematory of Broussard, Louisiana. And we all know what their tagline is. Rest, Rest easy. easy. Love those people. Thank you, guys. All right. So now, y'all know this big thing going on with these juveniles and the street racing and, <laughs> and the street outlaws, all these shows that are coming on and making them more and more popular. Well, it just happened a, a couple months ago here in Baton Rouge. They went ape shit one night, right? And the problem is the social media, they're sharing it back and forth and, they, you know, having these meetups and all this Shit happened. Well, BRPD evidently got wind of what was going to go down on Friday, July the 7th. So multiple law enforcement agencies responded to what authorities called a street racing operation on Friday, July the 7th. That led to dozens of vehicles towed and people sighted. According to officials, it started around 7 p.m. and ended around 3 a.m. the next morning. During the operation, officers learned the people were blocking streets in different areas of Baton Rouge in an attempt to do stunts and disrupt traffic. Well, guess what? Law enforcement was ready this time. Last time, it was a total shit show. This time, Baton Rouge towed 26 vehicles, issued 22 citations for spectators, three citations for no insurance, two citations for no driver's license, one citation for switch plate, two misdemeanor summons, and they made one felony arrest and seized one gun. Baton Rouge Police Uniform Officers, the Street Crimes Division, and the Special Response Team, and BRPD detectives helped with this stop. This is BRPD's ongoing efforts to deter drivers from performing car stunts in Baton Rouge. It's just really dangerous. It's a, it's it's I know it's a thing, but it's really dangerous. Also, you're affecting the normal citizens. Yeah, right. and, and, you know, this has been going on ultra-frequently in, 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 in Baton Rouge and, and surrounding areas. Uh, 
like you said, Woody, it, it, it's a popular thing right now with the movies that right. that have came out in the past couple of years. And a lot of times they're doing what they call drifting, which yeah. is where you basically it's almost like you're doing donuts, but you're sliding Slide sideways. Sides. And it, look, we were all kids, and, yeah, and uh, did we? Did it, I ever hit the gas at a red fault. light? Yes, yeah, I, I never drove a car as a kid that I didn't try to burn it out. Right? Yeah, and, and but I wasn't doing it on social media with and they're blocking two, off two hundred people, and they at some point you got to know. You got away with it last time, right? Yeah. At some point, you got to know that the cops got their feelers out there, and they're going to shut your ass down. That's right. And so twenty six towing the vehicles, you're looking at about three or four hundred dollars a vehicle, and all these citations. When they go before the court, city judge is going to make an example out of. Them. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame they can't figure out a safe place for them to do it because shit. It's almost go, like they could go to the old Baton Rouge dragway or something well, send them there because yeah, they yeah. they get in less trouble than they might otherwise get yeah. in because think of the shit they could be doing well, if they weren't doing this you know what's sad us three at the table know about this mm, the parents are going to be the ones that pay for it mm-hmm. they're paying for the insurance they're probably paying for the vehicles and and, and look and these are else. these are expensive you know dodge chargers that are hundred thousand yeah, right, dollars souped right. up um, most of these are nice racing type vehicles, yeah. souped up vehicles, and uh, and yeah, the parents are well. And the tragedies seem to be that it's someone who's there spectating who gets a little too close to the action. Yeah, it's, it's Car spins happen. out too far. They take that person out. Now, daddy's insurance company is on, and if he doesn't have a big umbrella plan with uh, major liability coverage, you know, he's effed. So I hear you on that, but... uh, I bet Mike ain't got to worry about umbrella plans. Uh, He's (laughs) he's probably got that covered. Can I tell you something? I don't know what the hell is going on, but I've never seen anything like the state of insurance in this state. Oh, it's horrible. Absolutely They tried to double the cost of my freaking homeowner's insurance plan in a year. Double. Oh, who, wait, oh, yeah. who does that? Oh, yeah. Based upon what? Well, the taxes. I'm still involved in lawsuits uh, with insurance companies. No, and no it's not the value not of a, your home doubled. Not a t- the value of my home doubled in the last no, 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 year. No, no, no. They, yeah. Hey, they've raised rates for real. I get what you're saying. And, and, and my dad's going through all this, too. And, of course, and I can't mention it because I'm involved in some lawsuits, insurance companies, et cetera. But like my dad owns all these properties, the shit they came in this year and the, they wanted to pay two and three times the amount that he was paying for insurance. The average. You know why? Because they, they had to pay out, and rightfully so, even all these lawsuits are getting settled now and they had to pay out. So the state of Louisiana is letting them jack up the insurance rates. Well, the average increase in Orleans Parish is 82 yeah, Are you effing kidding me? You never and, get anybody to live here. And well, and and the problem is that so many of the big insurance carriers have decided they don't want any part of the area. Yeah, and so you've got very few companies you can deal with. It's almost like dealing with a monopoly. Yeah. And I, why is a flat roof a big deal? Sorry, we're getting a little bit off crime, but flat roof. What, what, uh, well, I have a flat roof over a par- portion of my house. And they're like, oh, no, we won't do that. Let me tell you what your deal is. There was no hurricane. Ponding water. No, no. Standing water on a flat roof? Honestly. There was no 
That's hurricanes in the state of Louisiana last year, they had you in their bets. Let me tell you why you're fucked. And I'm, I'm sorry, and I hate to tell you this. You're below sea level in your own. You're surrounded by the levees. When you can walk downtown and look up and see ships passing up above <laughs> your head. That's not a good thing. No, no. I thought I, thought yeah, I just had a great it's, view. It's very, very cool until the, the, it, New Orleans, even for Katrina and all that, it's never taken a direct hit. And there's no way those levees are going to hold. Next time it floods out like that. Yeah, but it, I can catch fish. Back. Right out my living room. Yes, I just throw a yes, hook right out there and catch a fish. And and sometimes you live by the water. Sometimes you live in the water. I'm knocking on wood, my, but the house I bought is 110 years old and has never, yep. ever, yep. Flooded. yeah, yeah. Heard my that famous last words are right. episode on no. Mike and his house that's floating down the Mississippi. In yeah, a few I months pray it doesn't do. happen anymore because it's happened to me too many times. Okay, Amen. time for a transition from a story that was not supposed to be a story. You guys recognize this guy, right? I'm showing. He's holding up a picture. I'm showing a picture of uh, Kansas City, a a guy that was known as Chief Saholic, or has been known as Chief Saholic. That if you've ever watched, if you've ever watched a Kansas City Chiefs game, you have seen this guy and wondered what the heck he has to do with a chief. I mean, there's so many mascots that you can't figure out why that's the mascot when the team is, you know, whatever. But. this guy had a huge social media following, and he did a lot of media. And I actually heard him a couple of times on my favorite sports podcast, Pardon My Take, where uh, the guys would um, would talk to him. Well, <laughs> they, turns out that uh, there were a bunch of bank robberies and bank robberies that were occurring in cities where the Chiefs were playing away games. Oh, my God. And yes, folks, right? <laughs> the chief Soholic was robbing banks oh while he was traveling for team away games. And, uh, and now he is on the lamb. So his, uh, his real name is, uh, uh Xavier, uh, Babadar. And, uh, he's been known as chief Soholic. He was arrested in California, uh, after, uh, months on the lamb, the U S attorney's office said on Monday. He's 28 years old. He's been a fugitive from justice for about four months after he allegedly skipped a court hearing on bank robbery charges back in March. He's from Kansas City, Overland Park, Kansas. Uh, He was charged in federal court for one of a string of bank robberies he's suspected of committing. He's also charged with transporting stolen property across state lines. Uh, He was arrested in Lincoln, California. I'm not sure where Lincoln, California is on Friday. In December, he was accused of robbing a Tulsa Teachers Federal Credit Union and released on bond in February. In late March, he was suspected of removing his ankle monitor. You can remove suspected from that, can't you? He removed his ankle monitor and went on the lam. Officials said investigators recently had located him near Sacramento and a federal warrant was issued for his arrest. According to the affidavit filed in support of the complaint, he traveled throughout the Midwest to perpetrate a string of robberies at various banks and credit unions. He allegedly laundered the robbery proceeds through area casinos and bank accounts. Nice. After he was arrested in December, the FBI began to review bank records, casino transaction records, and sensitive financial reporting to determine the breadth and scope of additional potential criminal activities. Officials said that he had purchased and redeemed more than a million dollars in chips from various casinos in Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois between April and December of 2022. So that's just an eight-month period where he was laundering a million dollars through. So um, That's just what they know. They're a friendly neighborhood mascot. So, I mean— you know, 
no telling what Mike the Tiger's been doing uh, over they, the last couple of years. They you know? show up. Uh, uh, they need to monitor all the Chiefs games this year. You see the new documentary coming out on yeah. Netflix, Quarterbacks. It follows Patrick Mahomes. And, it's so weird and, that Marcus Mariota is in well, there. I think it's, they, it's I Kirk think Cousins. Have one sucky one, right? That, um, He's the sucky one? Yeah, Not Kirk Cousins? No, Kirk, Kirk Cousins Kirk. always chokes. Yeah, but it's all right. He's got he's got uh, sorry Jeff. Minnesota fans in our audience, but he does. He still got Jefferson. Fourth quarter, they my Giants kicked back. your ass in the playoffs. Fran Tarkenton. Anyway, uh, oh, that's a good nice story. story. Nice current actually, re- current I, I had not heard of that story. <laughs> what? It looks like the 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 costume that the gorilla suit actually looks like Chuck E. Cheese uh, character. He does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chiefs a Hulk. Who knew? Who knew? I thought those mascot jobs paid big. No, he, I think he's just a fan, and he's not that. No, but I think he I'm was. I think he became. I'm proud of the Chiefs for riding out on the field and still throwing the air down. Right, the, the Washington Redskins, or what they call it now, the Capital Commanders, some bullshit. Well, yeah. speaking of mascots, I, I bet I'm about to tell y'all something y'all never knew about me. Yeah, what's that? Back when I was in high school, I was the costume person at. Chuck E. Cheese. Where are you? Really? I was the mouse. For real? Yeah. You can't unsay that. You just said you that. No, I was that. totally the mouse. I'm not letting you edit that out. I was, I'm not editing it out. I was the Chuck E. Cheese. What about that summary? That's his name, what about right? that Chuck summary? Yeah. The mouse. And I can't yeah. tell you how many times I got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> every, every birthday party, I'm telling you. How many kids did you make cry? <laughs> oh, my God, man. It was horrible. They brought up Chuck E. Cheese. Hey, freaking hell by me. Shout right out to your parents for the freaking the, family jewels. Can you wash a costume like that? Look, that thing. It's pretty freaking stinky, doesn't it? It does, and and uh, we would actually take uh, like all this disinfectant <laughs> stuff, and you'd have to shoot it up in the thing after you wore it. Yeah, it was pretty. I think pretty Chucky gross. Chucky had some crotch like, cheese yeah. after after uh, all those parties with the kids. Well, I mean, you wore clothes yeah. <laughs> underneath it. You uh, go there, but good thing, good thing, those, <laughs> good thing those kids tip well. Jim. The only reason I ever went to Chuck E. Cheese is because oh, I served sixteen. Beer. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Taking your, the first job. time you take your kids there, you realize how fast yeah. germs can spread through kids because that yeah, is basically a- Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? <laughs> I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well... Have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose. 
due to allergies. Astapro and go. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Breeding ground for bacteria, those places. Absolutely. We have an update, y'all, for the high school graduate who was found dead in a burn pile from the other day. An Arizona man has been arrested. The 37-year-old man was taken into custody on murder and several other charges weeks after the recent high school graduate from Nebraska was found dead and dismembered in a burn pile in a remote area. Detectives from the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office Fugitive Apprehension Tactical Enforcement Unit arrested uh, Anthony Renard on suspicion of killing 18-year-old Parker League using his debit card to make transactions. Now, League and Renard were, were seen leaving a gas station and getting into a black Dodge Challenger. That was reportedly the last time League was seen alive. Detectives searched Renard's Challenger, and they did find League's DNA in the trunk. There you go. Renard was taken into custody on charges of first-degree murder and a slew of other charges. Now, as we originally reported to you, the victim was found in a burn pile, uh, burn pile pit and was positively identified as Lee. He was reportedly supposed to fly home to Nebraska from Arizona that day, uh, but officials found his remains in that pile. What detectives found out that led to his arrest was that League went to a club in Phoenix on the night that he went missing. Several hours later, Renard and his girlfriend, they arrived at the same establishment. League, Renard, and his girlfriend left the club at about 3.45 a.m., and surveillance footage put them at a gas station around 4.30 a.m. At approximately 9 p.m., Renard allegedly tried to purchase a rifle scope at a local Walmart, but the tr- transaction did not go through. League's body was found at 7 a.m. the next day. Court documents say detectives found a large pool of League's blood on Renard's trunk, as well as in it, and several bags of cocaine. 
nice. a large piece of rug from inside Renard's home was reportedly missing as well. That's probably what he used to mm-hmm. to uh, wrap him up in. And detectives said League's head and hands were cut off and left next to his body in the bonfire burn pit. Officials had to use dental records to positively identify League. So Renard is being held uh, in jail with his bond set at $2 million. Yeah, pretty sure he's going to get a death penalty, as he should. As he should, and and glad they caught somebody anyway. Yeah. And I talk about this every time on Dismemberment, the same case we talked about it last week. Uh, but I'm starting a new series next week on the original real life real crime, and both of the victims were dismembered. I, I just don't get it. People are just doing that like it's that, nothing uh, um, these days. But it's crazy, and I'm glad they got the guy and, and got him locked down. So, uh, y'all – we also keep talking about people killing their moms, right? Well, guess what? Happened again. Police arrested a 49-year-old man on suspicion of killing his 68-year-old mom and lying about her whereabouts. On Saturday, concerned family members asked the Conway Police Department to perform a welfare check on Nancy Glover Warren after they tried but failed to contact her via phone. The family members last received text messages from Glover Warren in April when she allegedly said she was traveling to Hawaii. Officers went to Glover Warren's home and attempted to make contact, but were unsuccessful. Police left the home, and family members said they received additional text messages from Glover Warren right after the cops left, right? Kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Glover Warren's son, Raymond Martin Jr., reportedly spoke with family members and confirmed that she was in Hawaii. Martin allegedly lives with his mother and told police he speaks with her on a weekly basis. Glover Warren reportedly continued to post updates on social media indicating she was in Hawaii. On Wednesday of last week, one of Glover Warren's friends said she sent a photo from Hawaii, but the friend concluded the picture actually came from Google. Oh, my gosh. Go. Detectives served a search warrant at the Zachary Trail home and found Glover Warren's remains, the mom's remains. Police then arrested Martin and booked him in jail on numerous charges, including murder. And uh, I'm pretty sure our, our, our fellow listeners mama? up there in Arkansas have the death penalty. Well, the crazy thing about that and is – that he was able to convince even family members yeah, I'm that sure far away. she went to Hawaii and he got caught by using a stock image photo from right, Google. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the cops showed up and then you start for the first time texting again. That's yeah. suspicious too. Yeah. Probably they're going to go back and this more's going to come out. I, I guarantee you she was getting a check every month and he's cash and he's living off her shit and why he killed her, whatever. Dude, you have got your issue coming to you when you go to prison yeah. killing a mom mm. that's as bad as raping no moms no grannies come on yeah it's crazy the alligators are eating all the grannies anyway um this is uh, a, a tragic story and one that just uh, i think is going to uh affect all of us when you hear this if you if you haven't heard it yet um, a former U.S. Army interpreter uh, who immigrated with his family from Afghanistan to the United States in 2021 was shot and killed 
while doing his uh, side hustle of driving for Lyft in, uh, in D.C. on Monday night. Nazrat Ahmad Yar, who was 31, he was found in his car just after midnight on Monday morning after police responded to reports of an unconscious person. Ahmad Yar suffered a fatal gunshot wound and was immediately taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. He had worked for the U.S. government in a variety of roles starting at the age of 10. So when he was just 10 years old, he uh, uh, walked into a, a U.S. base and asked if there were any chores around the base that he could perform. And so his involvement with the U.S. government started at the age of 10. Wow. Um, he served alongside U.S. Army Special Forces in Afghanistan for a decade before um, he was able to move to America following the Taliban takeover. He was one of the fortunate ones who was able to get out with the help of uh, some American soldiers. So he lived with his family, including his four kids, um, in Virginia and was working, like I said, at, uh, at Lyft as, uh, as a side hustle in addition to his regular job as a tow truck driver. Jeremy Malone is a guy who helped Yar uh, and his family escape Afghanistan. And he said um, it's really a huge sacrifice for somebody to make. He, he was in a lot of danger in Afghanistan. So, yeah, for him to come here and less than two years after arriving in the States be killed, it's really devastating. Shortly after the shooting, authorities released a video that shows four people running away from the scene. Uh, we'll post that video for you. You see the four. They look like um, young, you know, teens, maybe uh, yeah. maybe early 20s running through an alley in uh, in D.C. The recording uh, from the alleyway shows Ahmad Yar dropping off his customer before sitting in the parked car with his hazard lights on for just a few minutes. Then this group walks up to the vehicle and moments later you, uh, you hear a single shot, uh, gunshot and, uh, and then you see the suspects running through the alley. Metro D.C. police is now offering a $25,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. Um, and, you know, as I was watching the coverage of the story, I couldn't think about uh, couldn't help but think about a movie I'd watched over the the 4th of July uh, holiday break. The movie was produced by Guy Ritchie, who's done a lot of tough guy movies, I guess. He also did Madonna for about eight years. But that's a, <laughs> besides the that point, was my um, first thought. But the, the, the movie's called The Covenant, and it's, it's not a true story, but it is based on a compilation of, uh, of true stories. The film takes place at the end of the Afghan war it, where a badly wounded American soldier who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal is rescued by his Afghan interpreter um, after a disastrous raid and what the interpreter goes through to bring – uh, Hall back to the uh, U.S. forces is pretty yeah. incredible. You know, I'm sure it's greatly embellished from those right. from those stories. But the the bonds that were formed between these soldiers and these interpreters, um, you know, can't be underestimated. They're real bonds yeah. of friendship, and those people are known in their uh, communities. They're known to the Taliban, and they are marked for death if. They are not brought out of there. And so Ahmad Yar's dream starting at just 10 years old was to be able to come to the United States. And ironically, they came and they first settled in Philadelphia. And uh, sorry, Philly, but uh, but they decided that it was too dangerous in Philly. Uh. And so he moved up to 
D.C., DC yeah. where not that much safer, obviously, um, and uh, and then just trying to make a butt, uh, an extra buck, and driving a lift car, it ends that way for this guy. Just crazy. unbelievably, but, unbelievably sad. Yeah, and those interpreters are absolutely invaluable to the right. mil- U.S. military, especially, uh, you know, Afghani, uh, Afghans in particular. But interesting also to note that uh, left in Washington, D.C., you know, we, we classify that as a side hustle, but you can make a boatload of money with these lifts and other programs in in like Washington, D.C., uh, your major cities. I mean, uh, it's also I, becoming I, very, very risky. I, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um well, what, one last so, thing I have sorry, to say. Sorry on, to hear that. Uh, one last thing in the story. Anyone who thinks this is a political story can suck my slightly larger than Mr. Chow's dick in the Hangover movie, okay? Because that is not a political story. I didn't say it was political. No, I didn't think it was political. I'm talking to the audience here. Uh, you haven't been in these battles the last few days. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know if we want to tell the audience to suck our dick. No, I said anyone who thinks it's a political story, and I was making fun of it by saying my slightly larger than Mr. Chow's penis in The Hangover. And if you don't remember Mr. Chow's penis in The Hangover, you can go watch Hangover 2 and and go on YouTube and search for Mr. Chow's penis scene. I'm going to go on the record and say this. It's a, a lot of the back and forth and a lot of social media stuff and all that. That everybody in this room loves each other. We love to bust each other's balls, and that's just part of it. Right? So, but it is a true crime show, and it's not a political show. <laughs> <laughs> love my love my be a stretch as far as Jim and I are concerned. I we're, love we're Mike. working we're working through light right. the various Mike. stages of life. Y'all know any good counselors for, for your relationship? It's, I've got mm-hmm. penis envy. He's got Over the anaconda. Either. It's just it's, it's, it's <laughs> destined yeah. for it's difficulties. Does that counselor show works? Maybe. All right. A 32-year-old man is in custody after allegedly following his 33-year-old ex-wife from her place of work to a gas station and fatally shooting her last week. There you go. Officers in Fisher, Indiana, responded to a gas station where they found a female deceased from multiple gunshot wounds inside a red Chrysler van. The victim, identified as Kayla Farmer, was a mother of three. She was shot 15. Teen times, as Mike would say, he killed her. Killed good. You know killed why, her good. You know why he didn't yeah. shoot her sixteen times? He ran out of bullets. Exactly. Fisher police detective and evidence technicians also responded to the scene and determined the shooting stemmed from an ongoing domestic dispute. Right. No surprise That's there. What do you've worked plenty world. of those, yeah. right? Right. Too many. Yeah, and and the fifteen times that he shot her tells me it was a passion thing. Yeah, right. You know. Uh, the victim's ex-husband, Joshua Farmer, allegedly fired the bullets from a Kia Soul into the victim's vehicle. A witness said the driver of the Kia completely unloaded into the van. He emptied it completely. Yeah. Real reason wasn't 16 because he didn't know that when you put the magazine in, which held holds 15 and you rack one in, then you can take the magazine back out and put an additional one in. If a cop shot at you, that many times it have been 16. Yeah. Still a lot. So police used license plate reading cameras and learned that the vehicle was registered to a woman who said she allowed Farmer to borrow her vehicle after they met on a dating app. 
On the morning of the shooting, the woman met with Farmer and they exchanged vehicles. They were supposed to switch back vehicles uh, that evening at Walmart, but reportedly the woman said Farmer did not show up. A few weeks before the shooting, he allegedly borrowed the Kia Soul and tinted the windows, even though the woman did not give him permission. Uh, so he was a little premeditation there. Exactly. Uh, they tracked the Kia Soul using cameras hours before the shooting, and a, and Farmer followed it, his ex-wife from her workplace to the gas station where he shot her. You know, all those fifteen times. Police found the vehicle after Farmer sent the Kia Soul owner a Snapchat message reading "Planet Fitness, Fifty Second and Keystone Keys inside." Shh. That's exactly what right. it said. Inside the Kia Soul, uh, police found a discharged nine millimeter shell casing consistent with the caliber used in the shooting. Oh. Wow! So, um, yeah, and and he goes on to talk about a hit the history that this guy just had with his ex and domestic violence yeah. and. Uh, you watch yourself out there. Hey, I don't care how bad it gets. Yeah, get a divorce. Don't kill him. Right? I mean, just unbelievable. And this guy's they're not worth killing. Was not a genius. Nobody's in covering his tracks. I mean, uh, you're going to tint your windows a month ahead of time. Right, right, right. Uh, You know, and when you look back on this now that all this has happened, it's like, oh, that's why he did that. That's and then he Snapchats the person he bought the vehicle from and says, "Here's where your car is. Shh, don't tell anyone." Yeah, right. (laughs) Got a rocket scientist. We're doing how that worked out for you, right? Yeah. Send him a banjo. So listen, y'all know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a sad but tragic but real life real crime story. So. I'm supposed to give dog alerts, right? On dog stories yes, now. Yes. I really, really am. So the y'all, I'm not giving a dog alert on the story because this one is a good story. This story about a heroic police dog. Y'all know how I love my canines. And I'm happy to say that Miss Jerry Ann and everyone else, no ear must require required. A brave canine working with the Troy Police Department in New York is expected to make a full recovery after sustaining 12 stab wounds while helping apprehend a suspected murderer. The Troy Police Department said in a statement on Wednesday that the canine, a Belgian Malinois, that's what we use, right? That's a crossbreed between the Whatever. I mean, it may be a pure It's They're better in German Shepherds for police dogs because they can be used for narcotics, apprehension, whatever, to protect the officer, et cetera. But the Belgian Malinois named Norby had been on duty early in the day helping police track down an armed burglary suspect in the Immigrants neighborhood of Troy. Several people in the neighborhood reported to police that a robber had been trying to enter their home, prompting a police response in the early morning hours around 4 a.m., well, most people don't know that your know, house burglaries occur during the daytime. So this this mm-hmm. is actually kind of rare. This tells me this guy's going to be doped up. So Norby and his handler had been trying to track down the robber in a wooded area near to the Emil Green's neighborhood. The pair found the suspect. However, when Norby and his handler attempted to take the individual into custody, he reportedly lunged at the leash dog, 
stabbing Nori a dozen times on his back and his side. Mm. The suspect also allegedly sustained an injury from Nori biting him on the leg. Um, if I was more of his handler, he wouldn't have stabbed my dog with one time, and he'd have been died of lead poisoning. But Norby was rushed to upstate veterinary services to receive treatment for his wounds, and unbelievably, he was able to recover and be released later that same day. The Troy Police Department, wow. right? And the Troy Police Department shared the good news in his Facebook post about Norby's injuries. The post also included photos of the Bellin. Belgian Malinois exiting the veterinary hospital to a hero's greeting. And the pictures, um, we'll share them with y'all. Um, we'll, we'll post pictures. You can see the police officers lined up and applauded Norby's bravery as he exited the facility. So good, feel good story. Norby, you rock. Um, those canines get it done every day. Way to go, Norby. 12? Can't tell you how many times canines literally saved my ass. Literally, including the time the guy with a half foot ran away faster than me. They're but amazing it, animals. Well, yeah, you know, and we're thrilled uh, to report that Norby made the uh, remarkable re- recovery. And the Troy Police Department's proud of him. Um, and the Troy Police Department actually said it remains committed to providing the highest level of public safety, and we will continue to rely on the exceptional skills and dedication of our K-9 unit, including K-9 Norby, and our ongoing efforts to protect and serve the residents of Troy. Right? Wait, so now Norby doesn't go on disability? He's, they're, they're putting well, Norby no, no, back no. to work? Yeah, if he's healed and then he got released that day, they'll I'm going to give him proper time to heal and they'll put him back to work. They, look, these guys it. train. Norby should get like a spa for like two right? weeks. A female... A, a female <laughs> a female uh, Malinois and, and a big it's joy. His pick, steak. His yeah. pick. Yeah. So, as long as, tomahawk, as, long as tomahawk. you go cook it on your green egg. As I long got, as I, don't I got a message from somebody that, um, said, like a private message said, how in the hell can Mike up, fuck up something on barbecuing on a green egg? Tell him to go back to the Yankee <laughs> land. <laughs> well, sorry to dump that on you. Give me that guy's name. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, you already offended the uh, uh, I don't like that thing. The, the cooking surface is way too small. It's yeah. just like, yeah. like this big. I mean, yeah. if you're going to cook. You already offended you 99% of the population. I know. I'm just, he was the last but, one. Uh, he was the last remaining. He was. But well, congrats, Norman. maybe I'll Maybe I'll, uh, I'll get him with this story. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too. And then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? 
Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash R-L-R-C. If I didn't get them already. Right. Okay, so we have done the story where we had the two clerks at Lululemon who chased the thieves out of the out of the store yep. to to try and retrieve the $150 yoga pants. Then we had, if you remember, the 18-year-old, 18-year circle K employee who had momentarily grabbed the cigarette thief uh, last week. Um, uh, We've had a a bodega operator who chased down and shot a guy that he thought had stolen some water when they actually hadn't. I mean, we're seeing all kinds of things. And now, courtesy of the state of Colorado, we have the Tide Vigilante. Tide, like I've, I've like, nicknamed him the Tide. Like vigilante. I put my clothes in the wash machine this morning, and I had to you dig used, around. You used the Tide to to wash. I, I, actually, detergent. that's the first time I ever used a wash machine. <laughs> that's very, yeah, yeah, I did use the Tide ve- Pod. That's very very <laughs> impressive. Yeah. You didn't eat the Tide Pod though, right? No, I didn't eat okay, it. Okay, some, no, some, but I put it in the thing. Yeah, hopefully, had I some did issues it right. with some Hopefully, people. I did it right. I hit the start button. Well, listen yeah. to uh, to what the Tide Vigilante did. Because I'll be curious on takes on this. A Colorado supermarket employee was fired after he recorded three men stealing approximately $500 worth of laundry detergent from the store on Father's Day. Hmm. Santino Barolo. Come on, Santino. The uh, And this is a store that's, uh, unless you've lived in Colorado, because I think it's the only state they operate in, you're probably not familiar with it, but supermarket called King Supers. Uh, uh, Santino uh, was an employee for King Supers. He was alerted to a theft in progress at the store, and the first thing he thought to do was pull out his phone and record it. I couldn't see that. He said, when I looked, there was already a guy halfway headed out out with a food cart full of laundry detergents and scent boosters and, and, you know, some other stuff. My first instinct was to start recording. And so, uh, and Barolo's a former military, uh, former MP. Walked out of the store. The three thieves hurried to load up a black Chevy Trax 
it's a small SUV, I think. One opening the doors, another throwing a basket full. What was the smirk about that? <laughs> I was just laughing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another was throwing a basket full of items into the back seat, and another was struggling to unload the full shopping cart. Right. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so Santino says, "Really, bro? You got to resort to this? The economy isn't that bad." Mm. Um, and you can hear Barola making those comments on the uh, uh, on the uh, on the video, and then he says, uh, "Better getting while the getting's good," joking to the man. As the three Stooges attempted to flee the parking lot, the getaway driver was a little faster than the two still outside the car who had trouble getting into the vehicle. That allowed Barolo to yank a sheet of foil off of the license plate, so they had covered uh, their right. license plate with foil. Yeah. Um. Which I think the strategy of getting an alternative license plate is a little bit stronger, yeah, maybe than than using Reynolds wrap around the plate. Too, but anyway, he Barolo too much time. Barolo got the too much time me on this story, or no, too, no, much, too much time on the. Thought I was on the clock yes, already. I mean, no, I've only got about twenty yeah. minutes more to go. Oh, I know. Um, I say, so you got forty seven minutes. You can always tell stop, Mark's stories. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> so Barolo. Uh, yanks the sheet of foil off of the license plate. And uh, after the man got into the car and left the area, uh, Santino called the police, later sharing his video on social media, which helped uh, out investigators. He said, so I posted it on TikTok, hoping that somebody would recognize them. And uh, the video got 1.5 million views. Nice. He said, including one from Snoop Dogg. Really? <laughs> Snoop, 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 checked out, Snoop, checked out Snoop Dogg. His, Snoop checked out his TikTok. Um, when he returned to the store for his next shift, he learned that he had been suspended. And then a week later, he was fired. So Barolo and the union rep sat down with uh, the bosses at, uh, uh, at the supermarket and uh, uh, and they recommended termination. Um, uh, I would never let any criminal conduct slide, especially when it's happening right in front of me, Barolo said. He said he didn't break any rules or touch the thieves. All he was doing was trying to help the community. Did I feel that I overstepped boundaries? Not really, because I didn't physically touch them or alter their shopping in any way. I just revealed the license plate to help the community be aware, the police be aware, and give them a better chance of catching them. Investigators have already identified and arrested the driver, a Jorge Pantojo, 32, the man in the green shirt, the Arapahoe Sheriff's Office said in a statement. Uh, Pantojo is currently in custody at the Adams County Detention Center. Uh, he is also charged with theft and shoplifting, page 7. Um, tell us where he was born and what kind of diapers his mama used. And there's no information on that. Oh, here. I bet if thank, I would. Thank you. Did you say his name was Pantaho? Pantaho. Yeah. So pretty awesome. So he had picked up two other male, the other two crooks, <laughs> detergent crooks, at a light rail station. Uh, and offer them the opportunity to make some money. The men told the driver their names were Robert and Bugsy, and that's all he knew them by. So, <laughs> so uh, they couldn't really get a lot out of the uh, the other guy. Anyway, because these guys are are killing me here. the the bottom line The bottom <laughs> line here. Yourself, the bottom. <laughs> or, or this is a suicide. The bottom line is okay. We have another situation where a guy took. Yep, and I'm not. Ba- I'm not following into that bait. You can, you can ask the question, but I'm not answering. 
Why, I, are you, why aren't you answering it? Because I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I don't know. The, the well, I mean, the it's actually the, actually the, shooting. And uh, you used to do training. And if you pull out your phone and shoot a video, they, they if they are so inclined, they could turn and kill you and take your phone. You got to rip the license plate tenfold off. Over, I mean, I get what he was doing. I probably would have done the same thing. That's why I'm not engaged in it. But you know that. Tide is serious shit on the street. They they could trade that if they got five hundred bucks. I bet they got two hundred fifty dollars worth of crack. The number one stolen item, yeah. period, in twenty twenty. But I mean, you know, was tied. It is what it detergent. is. Hey, you, you know what? Detergent. Though? The yes. chick, yep. I guess this could have been a. They stole what? But um, oh, you're not done yet. We did one on. No, no. I I um, I agree with you. I mean, the rules were there, and but yeah. you know, I think in this case, it probably. Works out for him because he right. uh, he got a one and a half million people saw this. So, he's moving and he's got another yeah. job and and so uh, there's there's so a lady named it ends well. whose TikTok handle is by by you b a y o u underscore brandy and she tagged me in uh, a TikTok last week about uh, she's a true crime and she says like a hundred thousand some people that follow her that. Um, Tag Real Life Real Crime is her number one favorite podcast. So I'm going to give her a shout out. Uh, and I actually think I'm going to do something with her um, because, I mean, she's got a lot of fans that, that, but they follow TikTok and not so much podcasts. And we can get together and maybe do something together on that. That sounds good. Right? By you, y'all go check her out. You usually actually, let me her these are, people. Oh, you know the story we did about the pregnant cheerleader? <laughs> The pregnant cheerleader, yeah. uh, she she did she has millions of views on her her coverage of that story. So uh, Alexis, her Warwick, coverage is better than my coverage. Uh, I need to see this was, woman. I, I need I know to see one this thing, It was less less time constraining because the TikTok you know, only do like three minutes, right? Right. You can now take off that belt. <laughs> I love you and move freely around the cabin. You know what that means. It's time for mile high. It's time for a mile high. And police in Minnesota say a flight passenger with an outstanding warrant tried to evade arrest in Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport Sunday night by opening a plane's emergency exit door and running onto the airfield. The attempted escape occurred around 11.15 p.m. on a parked sun country airlines flight from orlando police were waiting at the gate to arrest a 44 year old man Mm -hmm. while other passengers were leaving the plane he opened the emergency exit door over a wing and ran airport employees found the man inside an airline service food truck around 11 40 and notified authorities he was arrested and is being held in a Minnesota jail. Police said the man was wanted for violating a restraining order and also had an active felony warrant, which is why they were waiting for him at the gate. Right. A relative who was there to pick the man up texted him a picture of awaiting police, uh, which alerted him to their presence and led to the entire yeah. ordeal. That explains it. That explains it all, and he just jumped right he off jumped the right wing. Hit, I bet he didn't eat any of the food in the food cart. <laughs> That's just crazy, and I couldn't imagine being yeah. on that plane. Like, what is this guy doing? He, he, like, he, he, must he really didn't want to wait in line. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so hey, that, you know, the, uh, uh, and I sent you some last night or whatever. This, these people are just acting so fucking stupid on yeah. airplanes. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy stuff. Mile high will be around forever, evidently. 
And let's bring it to the next one. No lack of stories. Right. Sure. Now take off that belt so and now, move freely around the cabin. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. It's time. I was hoping it was time. Kinky crime. Yes. On Wednesday. And y'all, you're not going to believe this shit. The, the, I had said, no offense to all, I love you, all you lifers in Alexandria, Louisiana, but that's where Courtney Coco was from. I love you so very much, and I swore I wasn't going back. But just so y'all know, and then we'll give more updates, I'm going to be on a television show um, recording it this Friday in Alexandria, Louisiana again. So that's unfortunate. But listen to this. How's this kinky crimes? Well, this courthouse I spent so much time in for Courtney Coco's trial. And a couple got caught having sex in the Rapids Parish Courthouse stairwell, and they're facing obscenity charges. A courthouse employee heard a commotion Monday around 10.20 a.m. in the fifth floor stairwell, which is where Courtney's trial was, and went to investigate, according to police. The employee observed a male and a female having sex. When the two saw the employee, they quickly gathered themselves and fled the area. But the employee was able to identify the man as a trustee assigned to a cleaning detail at the courthouse. Mm, there goes that right? push job. He just got swung. Security yeah. quickly found the man, 20-year-old Miguel Camille Glorioso of Alexandria, and the witness identified Glorioso and he was arrested and booked into the Rapids Parish Detention Center. Well, guess what? It's right across the street from the courthouse, and he didn't have to go far, and he was already a member. Uh, um, he also had his trustee status strip. We call that getting swung from him and has been removed from the courthouse cleaning detail, you think? The female was identified <laughs> as 19-year-old Jamie Lee Coote of Pineville. That's a great last name. C-A-U-T-E. There was actually a big big murder case up there where the wife killed the husband in front of the kids. I think it was in a Walmart parking lot. And she, this this chick avoided trial forever. And finally, I met met his dad and everything. Finally, she's doing life in prison for her. But anyway, Cootie is a very big name around there. And uh, she was found... Around 8 p.m. and Alexander was arrested. Kuti was released from jail shortly after on a $1,500 bond. Um, Glorioso's got charges of, uh, you know, distribution of, of dope and um, whatever. He, he's, he's had his probation revoked in the past. And in April, he was sentenced to eight years in prison in hard labor, whatever. Uh, sex in the courthouse. Sex in the courthouse. Cootie has a pretrial date on a misdemeanor marijuana dope charge, all in my favorite place. Okay, so Woody. Rapids so, Parish. So, Woody? Yeah. You've never done it in a courthouse? <laughs> Shit. I'm not answering that. <laughs> Swim? I worked, swim, in a, I I worked in a courthouse for. Uh, so that's why I assumed that yeah, maybe. Yeah, shit, someone, I never got caught. Okay, well, that, yeah. that's, that, okay, uh, that was the first question, yeah. and I got the answer I thought I was going to get. Second question. I never did it the, with an inmate. What's the, yeah. t- what's the TV show in Alexandria? Uh, on point. So, uh, so y'all stay tuned for that. We'll be bringing it to you. Well, that was great kinky crime. What do you ever do? Yes, kinky crime. Our first one involving a I think that's bullshit. I think he's going up there for some reality show he's not telling us about. Yeah, that's the truth. (laughs) 
a 90 day detective or something. Yeah. Unless selling you boys out. <laughs> you figured me out. <laughs> oh, give me some banjos. Banjo time. Banjos. There are the banjos. And this segment of Dumb Criminals is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone reminds you that when robbing a business, it's considered polite to use the preferred language of the proprietor. Forty percent off for our RC listeners, and our guy in Atlanta learned this lesson the hard way this on is Monday. Funny, Crime Stoppers of Greater Atlanta is searching for a man who did his best to rob an Atlanta nail salon, but couldn't quite get the job done. Hysterical video of the incident shows a man with his hand in a bag walking into Nail First on Piedmont Road Monday afternoon. The man shouts, get on the ground and give me your money (laughs) to a group of women who appear to be employees of the business. After he shouts, no one moves. (laughs) They just sat there and looked at him. I saw the video. It's funny as hell. When the workers ignore him, he walks over to a man who's working behind a counter. Instead of handing over any money, the employee answers the phone that was ringing right in front of him right. and then walks away. It's like, eventually, it's like an appointment. eventually, one of the women stands up, puts her hands up, and slowly just starts walks out the of, the, yeah. uh, of the salon. Uh, the others who are still in there uh, don't move or acknowledge the would-be robber either. And so once he realizes that... No one understands a word he's saying. He just turns around and uh, and walks out without uh, without any cash, without a free mani pedi or anything nice else. Shit. And he just stands in the middle of the store and looks around and just turns his head down, gives up, and walks out. Crime Stoppers is still looking for this guy though, so um, he sped away in a silver car. Anyone with information is asked to call Atlanta Police. We are going to post this video, which is one of the funniest things I have ever if, seen. If any video <laughs> ever deserves to go viral, this one does. You showed it to me this morning, and, and so, I, 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 it's I was, good. Almost Beware when robbing a Korean nail I mean, salon look, that people may not speak. Any other English. time, I mean, probably points a gun in people's faces, that you can get a reaction. These people are just like, well, he had, we it, he had it in a bag, so. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What, he must not have had a real gun because no, if he had a real yeah, yeah. gun, he, could he gun. probably would have yeah. got to the point where he took he the bag away and they would have understood the gun. But since it was in if a bag, if I were robbing like that I, and if I had a real gun and nobody paid attention, I'd fire two in the ceiling, right? Anyway, oh, man, that was a banjos. That's a dumb criminal. Definitely a dumb criminal. All he right. He didn't get caught, though. Hey, we're done, right? Yeah. All right. I'm hey, never done. Real quick, um, y'all go to podcastawards.com. It's 2023. It's time to do it again. We, we've been so blessed with the lifers we had in the past and winning all the awards we won for real life or crime. And we know the show is like a gazillion times bigger. So there looks a lot of you who aren't aware. Go to podcastawards.com. You put in your email, you put in a password, they cut out the bots. Um, been fortunate enough to be nominated for the Adam Curry's um, People's Choice Podcast of Year Award, which is the only one I've never won. I made the finals for it twice, but you can go under Real Life Real Crime, um, Best True Crime Podcast. The the we have won it before. Um, best Male Host. I've won it two years in a row, and 
for a podcast, all of you, I would just click on it and, and go scroll down to the artist of real life for crime and best drama and storyteller won it twice. And there is a spot for most influential podcaster. You can fill it out. And if you're so inclined, put my, put my name on that one. And I did win that last year. Also, uh, I will say that, um, Oh, I'm Woody sorry. Wait, has wait, won, bigger, wait, bigger. wait, 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 wait. Okay. Woody has won so many awards with the podcast awards that he doesn't even remember. He did win the Adam Curry podcast. Yeah. Award Seriously. He really I won did. four last year. I won four out of four, basically. And, um, and the most anybody had ever won before in the night was two. Mm-hmm. And so, as a matter of fact, a couple of those you only got. They only allow. Woody's won so many, he only gets like yeah. one more shot right. before they, they cut they, him they, off. They, well, they, <laughs> then they call you a legacy, and I won't yep. have to ask y'all to right. vote again. But it, it's the oldest podcast awards in the nation and the world. And the, the first year we did, there was like like six hundred thousand votes. Last year was over four million people that voted. Yeah. So when you fill out that thing, they'll ask you your podcast listener or both, and then they'll also ask you, would you be willing to be selected? So what happens is, your people vote now, and then you make the finals, the top ten in each category, and then you have to revote. But the only people that get to vote then are the people who are selected from the random pool of the people that are voting now. So you, hmm. it, check on there. That yes, you'd be willing to vote in the end, and we we just appreciate it. It validates what we do. Real life, real crime daily is absolutely one thousand uh, percent a part of all of this this year, and, and so congratulations and thank y'all all for listening, and liking, and sharing. I love each and every one of you. Uh, we love y'all and thank you for the success. And, and go on to the history category. Oh yeah, and that's what I was going to say. The history category, first time ever. Bloody Angola podcast. podcast. 142 years in the making. The complete story of, America, of America's bloodiest, bloodiest prison. prison. Hosted by Jim Chapman and I. Y'all, um, when you're in there, sc- or scroll to the history part in uh, Bloody Angola, give us that vote. Let's bring yes. that one home. Hey, yes. Bloody Angola's never won it. That's right. Right? Real Life Real Crime Daily hasn't won it, but we're about to. And I love y'all. Yeah, and don't forget to write in that the best new podcast segment yeah, of yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah, I'm not allowed yeah. to report report. <laughs> and, um, and which the you know, I knew we couldn't make it. Right. I knew it. Almost. I knew Almost. It. But I love y'all. Thanks. Almost, man. And it, I'm not going to ask you if you have any final thoughts because you'll have you, one and well, it'll I, be horrible. Me and the audience have just... <laughs> Listen to you guys ball wash each other for the last five minutes. So I think we're I think we're good. To, I think we're good hey, to go now. Ball washing is good. And you got the best you fans in the world. Balls. We beat the best shows in the world, and we had this a way smaller fan base, but we have the best fans. We have lifers in. Even though some of them give you shits, uh, evidently a lot of them actually like you. So I would expect you to step up your fucking game and get in some ball washing and, and get, get to the world so we can win this again. Okay, if you get in a Chuck E. Cheese outfit, I'll wash your balls before. Yeah. On that note, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily, peace. Show business. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.